there, and welcome to the Prickly Things Podcast, the show where we are open and honest about everyday life in hopes to empower, motivate, and inspire you. So listen close, because we all love a good story. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new impromptu recording I call Tuesday Thoughts on the Prickly Things Podcast. This is your host, Sandra Camacho, and I hope all of you are having a great week, and thank you for tuning in to another new episode. We are at one week after Mother's Day. Literalmente, el martes pasado, festejamos a todas las mamás en su 10 de mayo, and I surprised my mom with a visit to spend her day with her, and while I planned for this Mother's Day episode to go up and be ready for Mother's Day, I realized I wanted space to release this episode at the right time. And as you can imagine from the title, today's conversation is all about my mom. And if you grew up as a 90s kid, the song, I got it from my mama, should be very familiar. And while I do owe my curves and my body to my mom and most of my genes, I also know I got so many more things from her. Things like her mannerisms, her voice, Like there are times over the phone that people confuse us and can't tell us apart. I got my mom's laugh, her wit, her sense of humor, her shoe size, like we often share shoes and even clothes. And as I'm getting older, I realize there are many, many things that I got from my mom. But one thing specifically that I want to talk about is um, my need to be protectant over my mom. I felt like I needed to protect my mom in the smallest ways. Like growing up, shortly after living in the United States for some time, my mom struggled with picking up English and needed to speak up for herself. This was very, very important to her. She always wanted to stand up for herself. And so I had to translate a lot growing up. And I think many of you, we've shared a lot on the podcast. And maybe as you're listening, you can relate. Having to translate was so hard as little kids. And I think most of it I could handle okay, except when my mom would make me translate when she was upset and she needed me to translate with the same energy and like attitude as her. Like, me decía, dile bien, Sandra. You know, like, así no te estoy diciendo. Dile así. And my mom was, like, all angered. And, like, she was raising her voice. And I was just, like, so, like, embarrassed because I didn't know what to do. But I know I had to pick up my mom's tone and make the words sound just as they were coming out from her. Because, I mean, that's how she wanted it to be translated. And she was standing up for herself. So, I knew that me doing this for my mom was, you know, protecting her and making sure that I was, you know, standing up for my mom. And then uh, when I was seven, I think around seven, uh, protecting my mom to me meant looking out for her well-being. And I would tell her in the mornings before I went to school, like me, a little girl, you know, like I would be like, no laves los trastes, mommy, like. Yo lavo los trastes cuando llegue. Like, all I wanted for her was to rest, enjoy a show, like, not worry about anything. And I told her I got it when I would come home. I mean, I don't remember if I actually did it or if I would just tell her, but I know it was something that I always did to my mom. Le decía, yo lavo los trastes cuando llegue de la escuela. And as I got older, I took on more responsibility around the house. Protecting my mom meant cleaning, cooking and looking after my younger siblings, even if I was only 10 years old. 
I knew I had to help my mom around so she can get some rest because my mom at that time she worked a night job and she was um, a janitor at like a university and she would tell me that she was tired she would clean bathrooms and you know it's it, it was never a stable job but we were grateful that she had a job and I tried to do my best to help around because she was tired so I did as much as I could around the house and so protecting my mom even when I got older I I would go to school by myself and I remember like going into high school, I would take two buses, like city buses, like I would take the metro to go to school. And I don't know if anybody did that. I decided to go to school to a, a school that was really far from where I lived. And so I would have to take two city buses to get there. And I would have to wake up like three hours earlier um, to make it on time. So by the time I left the house, it was like 6am. Like when I'm close, I was like a little, I mean, I wasn't that little. It was like 13, 14 going into freshman year. And I remember having to take the city bus, um, getting out at 6 a.m. It was still dark outside. And I remember doing this all on my own. I didn't want my mom to drive me to school, even though by then we had a car and I didn't want her to drive me to school because she was tired. She had just worked a 10 hour shift. And um, I mean, driving wasn't always her best um, skill because she gets really nervous on the road and I remember just deciding I would take the bus so that she didn't have to worry about driving me to school. So I didn't mind doing that because I knew I was giving her a break. And I was protecting my mom when my dad, who was abusive, would beat her, leaving her unconscious on the floor. I would go running to her to splash her face with like rubbing alcohol and pray to God that she would come back to life. I was protecting my mom when my dad, who was probably in a manic state from all the drugs he was on that day, he went to our house and took her from our home into the parking lot and tried to convince her to run off with him to start a new life. When my mom refused, he pulled out something from his pocket and held it against her neck. And I was there. I was hiding under one of the parked cars on the street. And I called the cops, begging them to hurry up because my dad, once again, was going to hurt my mom and probably kill her this time. That night, my mom had told me, and before she had left the house, she told me to stay in with the kids, not to go outside because I was looking after them. I mean, I was only 13, but I was smart enough to know not to let my mom alone with my dad. Even if he had just said he wanted to talk, I didn't trust him. My mom had suffered a lot with my dad, all the emotional and physical abuse from him. I think that's when it finally stopped, when he was arrested that night. And we haven't seen him since in the last 13 years. And ever since I could remember, my mom has been the strongest woman I know. Being a single mother to four kids is not easy, especially all alone in a foreign country without any family, friends, or other type of support but she has been able to carry us forward and she has worked so hard to make sure we have everything we need and so much more. As I grew up, protecting my mom took a different meaning to me. Once I was able to work, and you guys know because I'm a DACA recipient, that wasn't something that was easily um, done for me. I had to actually get a work permit. And, and finally, I think that protecting my mom meant um, becoming 
financially stable to help around the house with like the finances. And when I got a job, little by little, I became more financially independent. And I think it made me feel good that I was able to help my mom out in some way. And it wasn't a lot because obviously I wasn't making a lot of money, you know, as a little junior or senior in high school, I was being paid at minimum wage. But I know being able to help my mom was my biggest motivation, like going to work. And then there was time for me to go to college. And it was hard for me to leave my mom and my little siblings. I've shared on the podcast, I'm the oldest of four. And I mean, the youngest one just turned 10. So I'm, it's definitely a huge age gap. And for me, leaving them was the hardest thing I've ever, ever had to do when I moved away to Texas. And um, it was emotionally hard. I felt very lonely being so far away, but I knew it was all going to be worth it because I was doing it for my mom so that one day I can get a good job and work hard to repay her for everything she has done for, for us. So then protecting my mom from far away was really, really hard. It only forced me to like become more independent and distant from her. So protecting my mom meant I had to find a way to pay for college on my own. I worked two to three jobs at a time to make sure I didn't have to go to her for help because I knew she still had three other kids to look after. My mom always told me, mija, cualquier cosa que necesites, solo dime. Aquí tienes a tu madre para lo que se te ofrezca o lo que necesites. But I tried my best to do the opposite and not to go with her when things got tough. She had enough on her plate. When I graduated, I dedicated my degree to my mom. On my graduation cap, I wrote, Gracias, mamá. Cuando me veas volar, recuerda que tú me diste las alas. She is my motivation to be successful and to achieve so much more than she was ever allowed to do. And I want her to know that all her sacrifices have been paid off and worth it. I realize now as an adult where my idea of being a hero to my mom comes from. All of my life, I've been looking out for her, even when I didn't even know I was doing that. I've never blamed her for anything because I know she has always done and continues to do her best to be the best mom to me and my younger siblings. I don't judge her for any decisions she's made or for things I wish she would have done differently. Instead, I only tell her how much I love her and how much she means to me and how she's my world. I think about my mom's life a lot and everything she got from her mom. I don't have kids on my own yet, but as a first generation, I realized my mom already had two kids by my age. That puts so many things into perspective because I feel like I am nowhere near ready for kids or like to be a mom. And the fact that my mom at my age was raising me and my sister, I think at that, I'm like, damn, she had superpowers. Like, I don't know, it's still unreal. And so I think that there's many times where I feel guilty for moving away and for not coming home after graduating college. I feel guilty for having a life away from my mom where I can only visit her a few times per year. I feel guilty for not having bought her a house yet as I promised so much when I was little. I feel guilty for not living up to everything I told her I would do for her. But I know God's timing is perfect. And I pray that one day when my mom needs someone to look after her, 
she has me and my little siblings to be her heroes. That together, mis hermanitos y yo podamos cuidarla, protegerla con mucho amor, patience and kindness, just as she has taken care of us throughout our lives. And as I conclude this thought, I wanted to leave you with a question. What did you get from your mom? And to close, I wanted to share with you a few messages that I've received from a couple of our audience members who shared about their mom for Mother's Day. Suzette wrote to us about her mom, Maria, and said, my mom has always been a strong and supportive part of my life. She has always allowed me to express myself even when she doesn't understand why at first. She loves me for me and I will forever appreciate that. I decided to move to El Paso for college and she never second guessed my decision and supported me a thousand percent. Thank you, Susie, so much for writing in and sharing about your mom. I think that's so special um, to have that support and that unconditional love from our mothers. And uh, Gerardo wrote in and also said, uh, my mother means more than the world to me. She's my backbone, my number one supporter. She's never left my side, even when there was no hope and everyone doubted me. As I was growing up, I would see my mom work two jobs to be able to put food on the table and a roof over our head, which I appreciate her for that because now I see the real world and I know how difficult that was. She's also a person I look up to. She never has any excuses for anything. Even when she would feel tired, sick, or just not having a good day, she manages to get things done. She is great with managing money and so much more. She was able to accomplish a lot with a small opportunity and with the help of God. She is a genuine and loving person and she is my role model. Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you, Gerardo, for sharing. And with these two beautiful stories, I thank you so much for listening to today's Tuesday Thought on the Prickly Things podcast. And I hope that you can uh, check out our Instagram page at the Prickly Things podcast for more content. We have behind the scene moments. You can also subscribe to the show to listen to new upcoming episodes and leave us a review if you listen on Apple Podcast. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Love your moms. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye, everyone.